welcome to In the Name of Game. Welcome once again to In the Name of Game, a video game podcast. Today is March 8th, 2012. to our show it's been a while but we're back again full force i'm your host iggy i'm your co-host david i'm co-host adam and i'm co-host colin yay (laughs) it took a while and (laughs) we've been a while what what happened oh i was sick last week wasn't i you were sick and then the previous week my hard drive just exploded oh no (laughs) but now everything's fine so we have no excuse so we have another episode for you guys um and a lot of shit has been happening in our absence, so I think there's a bunch of things that are worth uh, mentioning. So, first up, oh, since I know I'm the only person that plays Assassin's Creed in this group, um, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, they announced a teaser for Assassin's Creed 3, which I was really surprised about because, you know, it's going to be uh, taking place during the American Revolution, and oh. I... I thought at first that that was some fucking fan-made idea, like, back in the day. Because this idea came up, I think, around Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Like, someone mentioned, well, what are they going to do next? Russia? Or maybe if they did, you know, uh, the American Revolution, that would be awesome. And, you know, it just sounds like fucking fan fiction or something. But then it turns around that they actually were doing that. So, yay, <laughs> I guess. Um, it's funny, if you look at the screenshots, it kind of looks like Assassin's Creed mixed with Red Dead Redemption because it's all like forests, climbing trees and like hunting and shit. Because... Red Dead Redemption is about forests. Well, you, yeah, it is. Well, you it's do... in a desert. You do hunting? No, but they have like trees. Like when you go near the farms and shit. Uh, I guess you're right. Anyway, but like it's a, it's an outdoor <laughs> atmosphere as opposed to the carefully crafted like cities from the previous games. So yeah, um, yeah, that'll be kind of interesting, huh? The indoor cities? The, I, did I say indoor? No, I didn't mean indoor cities. But they're, like, very enclosed is what I meant. Like, you don't really go outside the cities except for maybe the very first Assassin's Creed. And uh, this one will have uh, both English and Americans. And the way they're trying to do it is that, uh, you know, there's not, like, a clear good side, bad side. There'll be assholes and nice people on both sides. So, <laughs> to say it like that. Um <laughs> And it's also, got assholes. Yeah, no, it's, it's got nice people. You you have to have assholes. That's those are the ones you want to kill, right? So well, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that a that a well, what what is Ubisoft? They're Canadian, right? It's in Montreal. Yeah. Well, now they're so, all over the place. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's easier for them to get away with that because they're not an American company. Because I mean, every time I see something about the revolution, it always you know vilifies the British. Always. Oh, yeah. 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 That, what's that movie with Mel Gibson and uh, the, the Patriot? Patriot? Yeah. One of my one of my friends who is like an anthropology major, she would just cringe every time someone mentioned that movie because apparently <laughs> I, I never I've to this day I still haven't seen it. But she was telling me it was so historically inaccurate she just couldn't yeah. she can't see straight after watching it. She's like, Why did they make this movie? So um this Yeah, I mean it's totally historically inaccurate because there's no way Mal Gibson was around back then. Like he's not that <laughs> totally You know what I mean. <laughs> Wait a minute, didn't you ever see the movie Forever Young? It's possible. Dude, I love the movie. <laughs> I have not seen that. I'm I'm, oh, oh, I'm glad like, before I'm glad the passion of the Christ. Dude, that is such a cheese ball movie too. Yeah. It's like, oh god. 
Yeah, I replace all of my DVDs with Passion of the Christ, so that's all I watch. (laughs) What was the movie you made after about the Mayan? Was it Apocalypto? Apocalypto? Yeah, that's not really a sequel to Forever Young, but, you know. (laughs) It wasn't saying that. It was after the Patriot, (laughs) after the Passion of the Christ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was frozen in time until he somehow went back in time. And now it's time for the Encino Patriot. <laughs> oh god. That's super good. Hey, save it for the next Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Getting back on track with Assassin's Creed. So so the main character or the, the past character, whatever, his name is going to be Connor. He's going to be half English and I think half Indian. Like he's raised by the Mohawk tribe of some area. I don't know where <laughs> they, in the in the teaser. It says Mohawk Valley. So it's like I'm not sure where that is. Um, but it looks pretty slick. And a lot of people were kind of going at first because they thought like, you know, it's really soon after Revelations came out. Are you guys seriously already cramming another one out? However, they've been very clear in saying this has been a different development team the whole time that's been working on it, you know, during Brotherhood, during Revelations. So uh, what we're basically getting is not necessarily built from the ground up, but, but pretty damn close because this new guy, because of new terrain and new enemies and whatever, will have a whole host of new animations and a lot of this stuff will be brand new. Like, a lot of his weapons will be different. Like, I haven't seen any hidden blades on the dude, which is a little disappointing because that's my favorite of the assassin's weapons. But it looks like they're really trying to pull it in a new direction. So it could be cool. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting to see. I will say that their uh, teaser trailer looks nowhere near as good as the Revelations trailer. But I'm hoping that's just because maybe that's actually in-game assets that they're using for the teaser or something (laughs) please i hope it is um but yeah so that's actually coming out this october which is pretty damn soon considering you know the year's going last game just come out like last november yeah yeah that's why people at first were like what the fuck another assassin's creed but keeping in mind how long passed between the between revelations and in the uh, previous one. another year like it was it's all been about a year apart so, okay, so this so, is just ubisoft's call of duty pretty much well i would almost i don't know it, it's sort of different because they clearly made brotherhood and uh revelations as kind of like half games like i wouldn't call it a full step in terms of plot story like it's kind of more about the stories of you know the past characters and not desmond because anything with desmond is really like the, the core game but they kind of went off like, oh, let's have a game about Ezio for like 90% of it. And let's let's have another one where we finally show Altair's fate and all this shit. So this one is, their full, is, is a full sequel, like an official sequel. Like I kind of call the other ones like Assassin's Creed Lite or something. Just because it's, it's <laughs> building upon uh, the mechanics from the second game. So this one is all on its own. So uh, nice. I got some good high hopes for it, I guess. I just hope, you know, they have a good story because let's be honest, I don't think in a lot of ways American Revolution, not not the, the historical nature, but the scenery and stuff, it's going to be harder to make that as beautiful looking as as Italy was because oh, it, I it dis- was I disagree because I mean, like, I disagree because if it's, you said he was Mohawk, right? Mm-hmm. He was supposed uh-huh. to be raised by Mohawk. 
I mean, that'd be in the Northeast. That's like New York area. That'd be like, you know... Well, I mean, there was a huge battle in the Brooklyn Heights of New York during the very early stages of the war. Yeah. So, I mean, that'd be pretty cool to be fighting in like a, you know, like a, a New York before it was really like the New York City we know it today. Well, that's I think the, that'd be pretty interesting. That's the thing, too. They haven't shown anything that's not foresty. Like, I'm sure there's got to be cities. So, I'm curious to see. I think they showed something that looked like um, the front step of a building, but it's a kind of a close-up shot. So, you can't really get a sense of what the town looks like. So, I'd be curious to see, you know, like, what kind Assassin's Creed has always been about, like, jumping on uh, uh, on uh, rooftops and, and climbing up things and whatever. So I want to see, like, city-wise, like, what you'll be able to climb onto. Because I would assume a lot of those cities are still kind of low to the ground. <laughs> they were back in back then. I mean, those cities weren't super developed like they were Constantinople or yeah. Florence or anything like that. Yeah. But, uh, they're, still very, they're still very colonial cities back during the Revolution. Even, like, Charleston, New York... Well, DC didn't really exist yet, so it'd be like let's say, like Charleston, New York, Baltimore, stuff like that. They were, you know, they were just little colonial towns, pretty much. There weren't huge, tall buildings, just hmm. like little courthouses and stuff like that. Mel Gibson was around back then. <laughs> yeah, Mel Gibson too. <laughs> he makes a cameo as like a Templar it, or something. Maybe the cannonball takes off his head, just like in the movie. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Spoilers? In the Patriots? Oh, no, no, in the Patriots. Spoilers. No, in the Patriots. The movie is only no, Patriots. For ten years, Come on. <laughs> yeah, the Patriot. Like, well, sure. okay, so there's this, there's this part where he's looking at at a, at a battlefield between the British and the uh, the uh, Continental, uh-huh. and like this, somebody shoots a, a a cannonball and it bounces like off the ground, a really shallow angle, <laughs> and it takes off this British soldier's head. I swear to God, oh, it's like the most say, random part of the movie. I thought you were gonna say Mel Gibson's head. I'm like, wow, yeah. what no, go? I wish it should. It should take <laughs> off Mel Gibson's head in the game. It's because he's such a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so no mel gibson but uh, apparently there will be historical figures like you know in the previous game leonardo da vinci made all your shit which was kind of funny like i like that um i believe you'll it's be have... brent franklin isn't it i don't know well they they haven't they've been really dodgy about saying like i think ben franklin might be in it but they haven't really said what he'll do definitely you're gonna bump into george washington maybe you'll be like buddies with him or something and some other characters from, or characters, some other people from that era. So, <laughs> characters. This is where it gets weird because in a game they are technically characters, but then yeah, they are based off of people. So you know the terminologies blur after a while. Like Mike Tyson's punch out. Exactly. Well, <laughs> until hey, that's until real. it wasn't. John Thurman Thomas. Until it wasn't. And then they changed yeah. it to what to was the, the fucking Mr. Dream? Mr. Dream. Give me a break. <laughs> Get that out of here. You know it's Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to fight Mr. Dream. You want to fight like, Kid Dynamite. Maybe he was just getting mad because like little kids were beating him. Like I don't think I like these kids. Like no, the the reason they dropped it is because that was when the whole controversy happened with like him. Oh, like, beating up, going crazy, uh, and yeah, so. Uh, Nintendo didn't want to be associated with him anymore, so they changed. They kept releasing the game, but they called it um, uh, just Punch Out. And I see, Mister Dream. Yeah. Oh, I thought, but the original one after Mike Tyson's Punch Out was uh, Mike Tyson's in parentheses 
a uh, woman punch out, right? <laughs> <laughs> then they just cook him up. Like, no, you know, no. Right. You know yeah. with the with the ROM hacking that people do, I would not be surprised if somebody made it, like, instead of Lil Mac, maybe somebody yeah. made, like, Lil Maquette or some kind of shit. <laughs> like, when you get punched out, she's like, oh, you know. Um, I think someone listening will make that if it doesn't exist. Like, <laughs> Send it in. Wait, somebody listens to this? Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, I think the one and a half people that... (laughs) The two and a half half now, that's horrible. But how does a pair of legs listen? Uh, A pair of legs listening because it has ears on its feet, okay? (laughs) Ears on its feet. Why don't you stop being so ableist? Stop being so ableist. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so, okay, okay, let's, let's get aside... From from that stuff. Assassin's Creed three. Mass Effect came out yesterday. Oh, Mass Effect three, yes. And I've been playing several hours into it, and I've played a lot of the multiplayer from when you know the demo was available. So. Uh, so all three of you started Mass Effect, or no, 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 no. no David play. hasn't touched it uh, at all. What college you have? I've been watching my roommate play it very closely. So. Are they He's trying the one, to? He, he he bought it so he gets to play it first. That's my ah, rationale. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I would agree with that. Um, no, it's it's. Uh... He did take off of work. No. Uh, oh. No, he didn't. No, my 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 roommate didn't. No. I still I play during lunch. I don't get very much you know accomplished because it takes fucking forever to do things. But you know, but <laughs> yeah. you can play like a a good multiplayer round during a lunch break. It doesn't take very long, especially if your team sucks and then you die and then it's prematurely over. Um, but yeah, so it came out and a lot of people were, I, it's been a while since I've seen a game that's this crazy hyped. Like obviously, okay, the COD games get really crazy hyped, but this one in particular, because you know, it's the end of a saga and, uh, you know, people really want to see all all the emotional investment they put into the previous two games. They want to see it pay off. And I've yet to see if that actually pays off because I'm still way too, you know, far from beating it. But, um... There's a bunch of things that I'm not really pleased about, and I I don't know if some people just gloss over it because they just love the overall series so much or not, or if they'll agree with me. But um, first of all, I think I mentioned this last time when I was talking about the demo, some of the animations are fucking abysmal. Like, Oh, yeah, I can agree with that. If there, if there was a ratio of passable animation to craptastic animation, I'd say 20% of the animation is passable. Eighty yeah, percent is is. Do you mean do you mean in general or just facial animation? Everything, everything. <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah, because there's see that. there's some scenes that look like they're very carefully crafted. Like uh, when I'm talking to Kaiden or somebody, and they do a specific kind of gesture or whatever. I'm like, okay, that looks mocapped. I can see that they spent a little extra time with it. And then there's other scenes that are just they must just be using face effects. And I don't know who made the phoneme poses for the face effects uh, poses, but they're t- fucking god awful. Um, <laughs> but. Even the blinks. Well, you just lost a friend there. EG. I know, right? <laughs> even the even the blinks are bad. Like the blinks don't look right. Which is like, how do you fuck that up? It's like five frames at the most. But um, regardless, they have weird runs. I haven't seen a run cycle yet that looks halfway normal. They look really cartoony, and um, anim- the face animation actually looks like it's worse than Mass Effect Two. So maybe they were rushed. I don't know. Something bad. How many? When did Mass Effect Two come out? Uh, nine. Like two years ago? Three years? It's 09? been a while. Uh, is it oh nine? That seems like a long time. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe ten. Yeah. 
guessing. Awful. That's, that seems like a lot of time to work on a game, though. Especially one with a huge budget like that. Well, the other thing, too, well, I, I guess they're different teams because they did have, you know, Dragon Age 2 and then also SWOTOR and... Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot actually, about it says, that. Yeah, it, it was 2010. And yeah. then PlayStation 3 version came out in 2011, but that kind of doesn't count because it's really just a port. Um, but yeah, so animation could have been better. And sometimes, just like in the other games, it will be a little distracting. Like you see somebody not really make the appropriate expression when something really dramatic happens, but you kind of forgive it because on the plus side, the voice acting, as always, is great. Like very good voice acting, very good talent. I love Seth Green. He's... Joker is kind of like the highlight of all these games. Um, and, yeah, huh? Yeah, he's really good. In he's good, and I, apparently I've heard that he uh, ad-libs a lot of his dialogue, and so that's probably why he's so good, because it sounds legitimately funny, the stuff he says. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm I, sitting there that wrote it all, that's like, God damn it, why is Probably, that? yeah. <laughs> like, why is he so good? Or I guess we have to keep maybe, it now. Maybe it's like William Shatner, where they like wrote a script, but he never followed it. You know, he just made up a lot of stuff on the fly. I don't fly. think it's that. I mean, like, he's pretty famous for being a goofball of Seth Green, and, and his humor is pretty, pretty good. <laughs> And yeah. Obviously, humor is subjective, but I would say he's a funny guy. And maybe somebody had started giving him lines, and he just tried a couple. And you know, kind of like Robin Williams or some shit. Like he he spurts out all this stuff, and is like, "Dude, that's gold. Forget whatever the hell we were doing before. Just just use whatever he's saying right now." Um, but anyway, so voice acting is good, animation's poop. Um, and. <laughs> I, I, oh, wait, can, I, can I talk about the story for a little bit? Yeah, well, let's not do too much spoilery. Uh, no, I'm not going to spoil anything. I just okay. want to talk about, like, it's sure. kind of, like, endemic within all Bioware works, I think. Because the way I've always felt about Bioware is that, like, they have a real talent for developing the universe. I remember when I played the first Mass Effect that the universe was extremely well-developed, okay? Yeah. And I think that they do a really good job with that. They could do a good job with the very... Um, very detailed overarching plot and things like that. But what they fail at is actually executing the story. And in that sense, I think they're a lot like, you know, J.R.R. Tolkien, Lord of the Rings. Um, you know, he has a really good talent for writing this universe. He has a really good talent for developing all these different little civilizations and places and things like that. When it comes to actually executing the story, he can't do it worth a damn. You know, it's like he writes about a cliff for five minutes or something you know like not five minutes five pages you know it's like in bioware it's like that's that's it's like in in bioware in mass you know in in particular mass effect it's like when i have to develop the story it's like i'm on my i'm on the normandy talking to my crewmates about it it's not like anything actually ever happens we just talk about it you know that's the problem i always have with bioware well that's even back to nice the old republic a lot of it is is kind of almost either exposition or people telling you about the world through a lot of their stories which sometimes you end up kind of slightly fast forwarding because they're a little wordy yeah you know i mean who's who's not guilty of at some point in a Bioware game pressing space or whatever to skip over some of these paragraphs of, of dialogue. <laughs> like, okay, I get what you're saying. Okay, you're kind of reiterating the same thing, but yeah, your mom's dead. That's sad. Okay. <laughs> so, how, where do I get the quest for this? You know, <laughs> I'm yeah, not I saying I don't like it, and I, I appreciate yeah, that it's I'm fleshed not, I'm out. I'm not like saying that. that either. It's like I think Bioware does good stuff. I think they, by and large, do good work. I've liked. Kotor. I like Mass Effect. I like the Mass Effect universe. I think I like the first game the best. The other two are, eh, you know, in terms of gameplay mechanics. I think. Well, um, but I mean, that's actually well, something I'd like to expand on, just because oh, go on. this is go something on. that that 
is fresh in my mind from playing the first several hours of it, where, you know, a lot of Bioware games have been following this trend of, you know, if you remember the old school games, and even like Dragon Age Origins, which isn't that old, but it's older, like, you used to have it, where somebody would talk to you, a character, and then you, your character, you would be able to either pick the exact sentence to respond with, or something close to that sentence and then respond. And, you know, back in the day, you didn't actually talk back. So you had this feeling like you really were that character. Like that is your avatar. You know, that's that's what you are. And what I've been noticing with Mass Effect, and to a lesser extent, well, actually, no, to the same extent now that I think about it, Dragon Age 2, is that um, they're, with every new game, they're removing more and more of that immersion. Like, okay, yeah. Mass Effect 1, they added the voice uh, for Shepard, which was different than KOTOR. However, you know, a lot of the dialogue, at least to a certain point, was still making you feel like I'm making myself as Shepard say whatever. Then Mass Effect 2 comes out, and you start to get a little bit more of a personality in Shepard that's not necessarily your own, but that you still at least start off, you know, like... Okay, I'm. That's when they started to do that thing where, like, they would offer you different options to say things, and you'd notice once in a while, like, well, I thought that that sentence that I picked was actually going to be a different thing, but they ended up using a different tone of voice that I wasn't expecting. But still, yeah. it was okay. And then Dragon Age Two came on and added even more to that, and added like, um, depending on what you say, that can actually make your character have a personality that's either more stern a personality that's more goofy or one that's uh, not goofy, like smart ass or one that's just like a douchebag. So <laughs> that made me feel less like it was me and more like I was, you know, mind controlling some existing character. And Mass Effect 3 takes it even farther in what I feel is not necessarily a good way, but some people differ opinions with me about this. Um, by letting you say maybe the first line or two of, uh, or, or not, it's, it's, it's not the same line. Like, it'll say, like, you, you could say, yeah, or no. And then what Shepard will actually say is this fucking paragraph of stuff. So they've moved, <laughs> they've moved from having almost a one-to-one -one, uh, representation of what you want to say to a very vague, like, paraphrased kind of thing, where now... The cutscenes in Mass Effect 3, if you've been watching any of those cutscenes, they can go on for pretty long where it'll be quite a while before you actually get to input anything to to make Shepard say. Like, Shepard will kind of go off and say whatever she wants, you know, and then when someone asks you a question, then, oh, wait, I get to say, I get to choose again. But it's it's quite a while before that happens, which makes me feel like, dude, are you guys trying to turn yourselves into, like, Metal Gear cutscenes now? Like, are you just... You know, going off on your own, and I'm just along for the ride. I, I always, th I, I always thought after I played uh, Deus Ex that the way they executed the conversation sort of thing, where they had the choices like you did in Mass Effect, but it would, if you pick, like if you moused over to one, it would display what you're actually going to say, so you can see the terminology you're going to use. Yeah. So I mean, if you're really hell bent, like it seems like some people are, they're really hell bent on like having a certain sort of personality for Shepard, or for uh, uh, the guy from Deus. I can't remember his name right now. Um. But oh, I mean, uh, like, you know, uh, some what's his name? Oh, God. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. But anyway, anyway, I mean, it's like some people are really hell bent on having a certain personality for these characters. Like, it seems like you want to. And I mean, 
I think that, you know, it's not that really much effort to put in the actual line, I guess. Maybe no, I'm asking too much. I think it's, it, for me, I'm not saying that the game is weaker or something because of it. I'm just saying, like, it is, whether they know it or not, a very clear, um, they're turning away from what their old format used to be. And they're going more into a, a, a heavily controlled narrative structure. Now, maybe they're doing that because, you know, this is the last game. They're, they're, it does feel like there's, it feels like they're trying to funnel you towards a specific goal. Like in the previous games, because, you know, there wasn't a conclusion already, they might have felt like, you know, we can be a bit more open-ended with this. We can let the player have more choice. But I'm noticing, at least early on, and I'm not going to say what specifically because I don't want to spoil it, but you will notice you'll have maybe only two, like a Paragon and a Renegade choice of things to say. And those two things will not be drastically different. You know, in the past, Renegade would be like, wow, that's a little extreme. And Paragon would be like, dude, I'm such a wuss when I say this. But now a lot of those dialogues are much closer in feel. And sometimes the reaction, even if you say something that's kind of harsh, is not necessarily a mean thing. It's just a harsher, like you're being sterner. So it does feel like they're they're foregoing that ability to really drastically change your character um, in order to, like, craft a very specific emotional reaction that they want you to have, as opposed to one that you want to have. So if it happens to be something you like, then that's great. But what happens if it's something where it's like, dude, I don't want Shepard to do that, but now she has <laughs> to do that. And maybe that's just indicative of what Bioware wants to do. I don't know. I mean, they used to be a lot more free with you know, how you play your character. And that's what initially got me really into Bioware games. But now the danger I see is that if they're not careful, they're going to become just like every other third-person like adventure game that does give you choices. Like how, how soon before they're pretty much like, you know, the Witcher games or something or, you know, Deus Ex, like you said, where a lot of other games are starting to pick up, you know, what Bioware is doing and still keeping it as open and free of choice as the older Bioware games, you know, whereas Bioware is becoming more restrictive, which is weird to me. Um, Maybe it's stuff, maybe it's pressure from EA, who knows? You know, maybe EA is like, dude, we need a very succinct, like, we need a very specific, dramatic finale to this. We don't want people kind of going off in different directions. Who knows? Mm. Um, They did do something that makes me want to call the game Ass Effect instead of Mass Effect because you're fucking <laughs> ass awesome. Um, you've been saving that one, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> I actually, honestly, I should have used it for the animation part because every time somebody runs, it's they, the, the camera shifts down. The camera shifts down to the ass. So you get this dead big ass. butt in your face while you run, which is dead not... Dead ass. It's dead ass everywhere. Dead ass. Um, <laughs> one more time. Dead ass. There you go. Anyway, so I'm not saying Bioware or assholes, but I'm saying EA are a bunch of assholes because there was a DLC that was introduced for Mass Effect. And, you know, okay, there's been Mass Effect DLC before, but this one is decidedly different because it's a day one DLC, which is something they've done before, but it was free before for people that purchased the game as an incentive not to buy, you know, used copies of the game. This time, it is not free unless you buy the fucking, like, 80-something dollar collector's edition, which was in limited su- supply. Uh, if you didn't, it's a $10 DLC to get a character, a squad mate, and, and the surrounding story for that squad mate, that if you look up the From Ashes DLC that I'm talking about, 
you'll find is kind of an important character. So why the hell would... Like, you're basically being strong-armed. If, if you have any interest in the series at all, and you know what this character is, you're basically being forced into paying an additional $10 for this DLC because you're going to kick yourself for not having this squad mate with you. And that pisses me off. It's like, yeah. what? You guys... And, okay, there's... <laughs> This, this you're just is, helpless. You can't even you can't even formulate something to actually say to them. Just like what? Yeah, guys, like what the fuck, guys? <laughs> but it's it's frankly despicable because it's one thing. I, I in general, I have no problem with DLC as long as it feels like it's a, a correct add on to a, a game. Like finish your game, couple months go by. You know, we should add some stuff. We should make people want to keep coming back to the game. Add DLC. Kind of like what they did with the previous Mass Effect 2. They had the Shadow Broker DLC, which everybody said was great. Some of the other DLCs were maybe not so great, but still added some story. This one, despite what they'll try to tell you, some team was clearly working on this DLC while the main game was still being created. And I think that's not okay. Wow. Like, you do not create da- uh, data. You do not, not create content that could easily be integrated into the main game and sold on day one together. And uh, you do not separate that out and then purposely sell. It, it's basically like, like saying, here's a $59 PC game, but it's not really $59. You're actually going to pay $69. But we're just tricking you into thinking it's cheaper. I mean, EG, I, I agree with you, but aren't we all just jousting at windmills with this? I mean, <laughs> we're all just like, we're all just romantics and trying to believe that they're going to include everything that they're working no, on. We're just, we're no, we're just old-fashioned. Well, something yeah. happened. There, there, there was a clear point in time where DLCs, DLCs used to be expansion packs. And expansion packs used to be something that was a once-in-a-while occurrence. Like, somebody realized, dude, let's have something substantial, but that still uses the game engine, and that was an expansion pack. And back in the day, sometimes with certain games, like, uh, I think, well, I guess you still need the main Civ 4 game to play the expansions, but, like, some of those were almost standalones. Like, Hold on, can I I talk about that a little bit? It's an EA game, too. So, like, Mm -hmm. oh, let's see, yesterday, a new SimCity was announced, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So Matt, I mean, I'm a, I'm a total total SimCity hound. Like I'm, I eat it up, and I love it, and I love SimCity ever since I was a little kid. And when I was a little kid, I fucked up building a city. And as <laughs> the older I got, and the more that SimCity evolved, the more I like playing it because it got so much more developed. And it's like you know, so when SimCity Four came out, that was good. Then they released like it was a complete expansion pack, but just on like transportation stuff. It was called Rush Hour. And I was like, yes, this is totally great. I love this. I love transportation. Like, even in real life, I'm a total mass transit hound. I love looking at that stuff. Mm-hmm. All, you know, everything that goes. What's that? It was called Rush Hour. Yeah, it was called. Yeah, it was called Rush Hour. I think. What year was it? Um, <laughs> you can ask about the movie, aren't you? Well, oh, oh, I'm just wondering. Oh, two or oh three. It was pretty long ago. Some city yeah. four is like a fifteen year old, not fifteen. Did it have years. Jackie Chan in it? No, it didn't. Shut up. I don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway, SimCity, the new SimCity, it's just called SimCity, which was was announced this week. And I got totally excited. And then, like, it dawned on me. It's like, all of a sudden, it was just like, wait a second. Maxis is owned by EA now. And then, all of a sudden, I was hitting my head on the table in front of me. (laughs) Because I remembered, A, they're going to have a whole bunch of DLC bullshit, which I found out was true today. They released a whole lot more information 
they're pretty much charging you. Uh, let's see, they had they had sixty euros for the original game, the the just the base pack, yeah, and eighty euros for like everything. They were including some other stuff, but it was like stuff that doesn't sound like SimCity. It sounds like oh, you get you know, it's like you got a little chocolate in my peanut butter. It's like they were mixing in The Sims with oh, mixing God. The, Sims, the Sim City. I'm like, oh, come on, guys, you can, you don't need to do this. Now, if they, mix Sim, if they mix Sim and with Sim City, I could, oh, I could be, be on be board great. with that. <laughs> I get on board. Yeah, I could get on board with that too. But I mean, it's just like, and then I saw. Okay, so I see Mass Effect released the same day that the new Sim City game is announced. Uh-huh. That it's being developed, and I see that they're going to be charging more for stuff that was included in Rush Hour. Oh wow! You know, as as like a separate game, it's just like I'm paying twenty dollars for the same game that I got ten years ago. I don't but understand. That's the greed, sense. and I think a lot of this has been allowed because you know usually a lot of these are very popular games, and you feel like I said before with with Mass Effect, you end up feeling like shit. I'm not going to get the full experience unless I get these extra like DLC packs. So you feel uh, coerced into getting them and back in the day you know businesses or developers or publishers whatever didn't even think about you know that whole business oh, no. angle of it oh, you know? oh no but but like in in, the, in SimCity 3000 which okay so SimCity 3000 was released with an original version mm-hmm. for $50 and there was a new version called SimCity 3000 Unlimited that was released you know the original version Plus some other stuff like it had a European building set and, a, and an Asian building set uh-huh. for the same price for fifty dollars. So it's pretty much the same game they released a year earlier, but with some extra stuff added in for the same price. Why can't they do that now? I don't understand. Because pretty much what they're doing with the new Sim City is that okay, you buy the base one, that's all good. You have the American building set, whatever you want to call it, but you're dumping twenty dollars extra on a Japanese and a European building set. Yeah. It's like they're giving you less. They're giving you less less for the same amount of money. Yeah. It's like, come on guys. And on top of that, and I've talked about this before in other podcasts is the fact that I know it's EA. I know what they're going to do. They're not going to use steam. Guess what service I'm going to have to Exactly. It's another fucking, you know, DLC thing. I'm going to have to install my stuff. Here's a little advice. I know they'll always try to tempt you to get the digital downloads of origin, but do yourself a favor and always get, a physical copy if you can because you never know i've seen so many complaints specifically with mass effect of people having the hardest fucking time dealing with any digital download relating to that game some people have been lucky and have been fine and other people have been like dude i can't fucking download it or it keeps crapping out if you have the discs there's no reason it shouldn't work but they really want you to they they want to be like steam they want to think that Oh, you can rely on us to always download the game, but, but they fucking not Steam. suck. <laughs> yeah. It just sucks. And I mean, they... everything I hear, I mean, one of my friends bought bought uh, Mass Effect Three on Origin the other day, and it's like she says this is the shittiest thing I've ever used because she's, you know, she's like somebody I used to play. I used to play TF two with, so somebody that's obviously used to Steam. Right. And now they turn around and start using Origin, and it's like, this is the biggest pile of shit I've ever used. The thing, too, is, keep in mind, Origin is still technically in beta. So, like, they haven't even gotten it to a point where they should be able to officially release it. Like, I would think you shouldn't be forcing Origin down everybody's throats when it's still in a fucking beta format. That indicates, like, dude, you guys even recognize that this thing isn't quite ready yet. Because it still has beta attached to everything. So, what is going on with that? But, uh... Yeah, they're, they're, a lot of business models now, I've noticed, are trying to see how much they can get away with or how much uh, they can take out of a game and get away with 
to make people think like they're still getting some value for their their fifty bucks or whatever. Yeah, and sixty dollars now. Well, now it's sixty dollars. <laughs> That's the other thing. They're trying to like a lot of PC games used to be the cheaper option, and now it seems like they're almost trying to do like the fucking reverse. Yeah. Like usually PC games are the ones that are supposed to be like forty nine or something, but now like what the hell is EA doing? Mass Effect three is fifty nine. Now if you're gonna do fifty nine, include all the fucking DLC then or something. But they didn't. So it's really it really left a bad taste in pretty much everybody's mouth. A bunch of people, if they really followed through with it, said that they they wouldn't pre order it. I canceled my pre order, but I I got it as a birthday gift, so now I'm like, oh fuck, I guess I'm playing it. <laughs> so that was sort of an accidental thing, but a lot of people, you know, said, you know, screw it until they have some sort of statement about the DLC. I'm not giving them money, and or I'm just not giving them money at all until, you know, the the game eventually drops to some ludicrously low price, which games seem to do quite often these days. Um, so I just you have to vote with your money. Like I think I said a bunch of times before, like the only way it'll really work is if enough people don't uh, give them money. But unfortunately, since gamers are <laughs> So into their games, they'll feel like, well, uh, uh, I'm too weak. I have to, I have to buy the game. I can't, you know, I don't have the resolve to not spend money on it. And that's know. what I keeps mean, it going. I, I mean, I've been a Maxis fanboy since I was a child, and I still like they're slapping. I've I've looked at all the stuff for the new SimCity, and they're slapping Maxis all over this title. I haven't seen that since like the first Sims came out. I haven't seen their name on anything because they got bought up a EA. Yeah. And now they're slapping their name all over everything again. It's like well, guys, that's... you're not going to trick you're not you're not going to trick me. Yeah, that's you're not going to trick me with this shit. Because I mean I, I don't know if Will Wright's working on this. Well, even Will Wright said, you know, the original guy who made Sim City said it got too complicated. I don't I don't really want to work on this anymore. That's and now they're making another I, game. That's why I stopped playing after a while because I I loved the really old ones. You know, remember back in the day where you had yeah. to type in funds to get like yeah <laughs> money, like you would cheat I, to get money and stuff. And then I, I, I think Sims I think SimCity three thousand was the pinnacle of that game. SimCity the two thousand was good. That's what started me playing it. Three thousand was like the the very pinnacle because four had some downsides. There was a lot more detail, but it had a lot of downsides that came with that detail. I mean, I, I love city building sims. I love Civ. I love like you know Anno. Was it 1492? I forget what number it is. There's like a city building sim back in the Middle Ages. That's mm-hmm. great too. I love all that stuff. And there hasn't been a good city building game released in released in years. And now this is the only one I have to deal with is a new Sim City. And it's gonna be shitty. And it's gonna be released by EA of all people. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It's like it's like I want to just like get down on my knees. And be like, come on, guys, just please. I want to give you my money. Just don't fuck this up, please. But I know they're going to. Yeah. It's so frustrating. But at least, I mean, for certain games, especially ones that don't necessarily have story, it might be easier for people to resist. At least maybe in some cases. But in terms of Mass Effect and some other games that have, you know, a story that people really want the conclusion for, I have a feeling a lot of people just buckled and said, you know, I hate you guys, but fuck it, I need to play this game. And unfortunately, as, as long as that happens, you know, until they're not getting money, they're going to think that this kind of business practice is okay. And they're going to probably make it, it's probably going to get much worse before it gets better. Because they're just going to, every subsequent game that they're going to come out with is going to be like, hey guys, day one DLC again. And they they tried to do an interview with uh, EA. They tried to say like, oh, but... 
the people that developed this uh, Mass Effect DLC, it wasn't even the main Bioware team. It was a different team. I don't care. That means you <laughs> you purposely... It means they definitely don't want to buy it. <laughs> yeah, but that means they purposely got a team to work at the same time that the main game was being made to ensure that this fucking content, which rumor has it was originally... Some of it was integrated into the main, you know, the main game. Um, they wanted to make sure that people would have to buy it. Like, yeah. that's just, uh, it, it just makes me so mad to think about that. Like, release what you release afterwards when it's clear that you're using your manpower after the game is fully out. It's it's really, you know, not to sound like hook, but like bad form, you know? <laughs> it's terrible. I'm still looking forward to MechWarrior at least. Yeah, that one looks Love like it's pretty warrior. good. There's uh, oh, yeah. an, another yeah. one. Um, what's it called? Hawken? Have you seen that? Yeah. A, it's an seen. indie developer, but yes. it looks amazing. MechWarrior is technically an indie developer, too, because it's, it's the guys who originally made Battletech, I think. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys who originally made Battletech are now working on MechWarrior, and it makes me very, very happy. But, yeah, that's a, it's a, some impressive stuff. I mean, I haven't... I'll be honest. I haven't played a mech game since what was the last Armored Core game I played. But <laughs> I mean, I, I can understand the 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 draw to to mech games. Like it, it's a whole another genre that hasn't really. I mean, it, it hasn't seen the light oh, of day in a while. A of, they haven't had a lot of love in a long time. Yeah, since Mech War Four, at least. Yeah, so it, it's it's you know a long time coming because. The market's been saturated with first-person shooters for quite a while. So if you're going to do first-person, you might as well be in a different environment. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you know? I oh, think uh, people are slowly getting tired of the whole modern, you know, modern era, military, first-person shooter. Like, they, they want some different flavor to it. So they did announce there's a, a sequel to Medal of Honor, the new one, called Medal of mm-hmm. Honor, like, or fighter or some kind of how, how was medal of honor has anyone here played that i haven't played the, it. what the original one no no the one that came out like a year or two oh, ago. no fuck that shit i'll talk about the original one all you want though i heard the story wasn't bad i mean i i think they were trying to go for a more like human element kind of story as opposed to the typical like blow everything up yeah you know um but i i just never played it i mean i've I've been oversaturated with with modern shooters right now, so I'm just a little, you know, I've been trying other things. And granted, okay, Mass Effect has shooting, but it's really the story that I I get into. Oh, one last thing about Mass Effect in terms of them funneling you down a specific corridor. I noticed um, if you ever had a romance with either Ashley or Kaiden, and then, you know, whoever, which one is, is still alive at least... Um, when when you start Mass Effect three, it totally feels like they're trying to shove one of those characters in your face the whole time. Like, <laughs> look at me, woo. and I'm like, dude, I don't remember being this like relationship driven in the previous games. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, if I wasn't interested in the character at all, I would say like, why does it feel like Mass Effect three is forcing me to have a relationship with somebody like can can i just choose not to do that and not feel guilty about it you know (laughs) like what the fuck but uh i think they're doing that because obviously if you have some relationship aspect then it's going to get more emotional and more dramatic because of that but uh i don't know i mean i still have so many more hours to play of it i don't know what their their angle is with that i just think it's weird yeah i think we're boring david 
Oh, I'm sorry, David. He's he's dreaming. He's dreaming about his Sonic adventures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, uh, he's like he's back in 1993. He was, he was telling me he's got his little his his pattern. So he's gonna do Sonic Colors and then play Sonic Three and Sonic Knuckle, oh, yeah. uh, Sonic and Knuckles. Oh man! <laughs> the whole, uh, it's, it's and then the finally, finally Sonic Generation someday. Oh, that's not for a while. I've still got so <laughs> many. Sonic Colors, the Sonic 3, Sonic Knuckles, then going back to Sonic Adventure, then Sonic Unleashed. Oh, God. You're then... skipping Sh- Sonic Adventure no. 2? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then... What? So, and wait, then, wait, wait. Uh... You skipped Sonic Adventure 2, but not Sonic Unleashed? I... Well, he has it, though. Yeah, I would have to... F- I don't know how I would even play Sonic Oh, Adventure. you don't have a copy of Sonic Adventure 2. No. Um, I mean, oh, if they release it on the... Uh, oh, you're right. PSN. They haven't really released it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, if they, okay. I might do that. If they've released it on PSN, I might get it. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah, I was I was saying to Iggy today that uh, I mean, I've I've beaten this so far down into the earth <laughs> that it's uh, it's not worth mentioning anymore. But yeah, like the Sonic Colors experience is like I'm still on that game, and uh, it's it's the wow. It's the, and my analogy for that is is that it's like I've discovered a long forgotten basement of fine wines <laughs> and that every every night and every night I just do one act in one of the zones and every night is like opening one of these bottles of wines and each has its own like distinct flavor and fantastic experience like the game the game is just unbelievable it's, and I it's hard for me after playing Sonic Colors it's it's going to be hard for me to imagine that Sonic Generations can somehow top this because like it's it's such a crazy awesome game, and I'm just like fuck, like <laughs> the, like generations has got to be so damn good to somehow somehow uh, top this thing. But anyway. it's good, but I haven't played Colors, so I don't know if it's that good. Colors is really good. <laughs> so huh. I would highly highly recommend it to anybody who has a Wii. So um, hmm. it's I think it's one of the greatest Sonic games ever made. Uh, I was telling somebody the other day that when I think about Sonic games and I sort of have like the category of Sonic games that are like uh, ones that like I'll play through and it's like, oh my God, I don't know if I can even finish this because it's so shit. <laughs> and then there's another category, <laughs> like, I'm having a good time, but I'm glad it's done because I probably won't play it again. Oh. And then of course there's the third category that's like, holy crap, I've played it 17 times. You know, <laughs> that's, like, that's Sonic 17. 2 for me. Yeah, I was going to say that this, this there's like three. There's only like a few games that fit that. Get, and the, you know, definitely Sonic One, definitely Sonic Two, definitely Sonic CD, and now definitely Colors. Like this is a game. Oh, that I can... you forgot Sonic Three and Knuckles. Oh, uh, uh... <laughs> Sonic Three. I, I can I can probably say it about Sonic Three. Well, I, I I won't go into it now. <laughs> is, I I, just... I I mean I I mean this completely honestly. I don't think I've played Sonic 3 and Knuckles less than 50 times altogether. Wow. I mean that completely seriously. That's your favorite one then, huh? Or oh, yeah. I love Actually, Sonic CD is my favorite, but I played it less than Sonic 3 and Knuckles. It's because Sonic it? 3 and Knuckles have, has so much replay value Damn through it. all the Why? characters and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. Never, I never played Sonic and Knuckles at all, so I'm really looking what? forward to that. What? I, 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 I remember like when that game came out. Man, your I, opinion is invalidated. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, and you know who knows? Maybe that'll end up being my favorite Sonic game. But uh, when when that when Sonic and Knuckles came out, I remember like renting it from the local store and like um, 
being so like super uh, confused and amazed by the ability to shove knuckles into old games. Oh yeah. That that's like all I did. I was just like, what? <laughs> and then so I like, oh my god, I got it. I got to see Sonic Two with knuckles. Oh, so you just what? ended up playing through the other games yeah. instead of and then Sonic. I, and and I was like, oh yeah, I guess there's like a game in there too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but by the time I got around to that, I had to take the game back. And then I just was sort of like, well, I had my Sonic and Knuckles experience. I played as Knuckles and Sonic 2. That's the, that's it. <laughs> and then I just never, ever went back to I'm still it, amazed so. how that worked. Like, I, I yeah. don't really know exactly how that functions. Like, <clears throat> how you can take a clearly older game and just fucking insert. Yeah. It's like Knuckles. an episode of oh, Lost. Oh, we mean Sonic like, 2. Was this the plan the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sonic. Sonic. <laughs> it's just that crazy logo that they had for Sonic and Knuckles, right? Oh, yeah. That? With that, with the, yeah, that, that logo that I wanted on a shirt really badly. I don't think I ever Sonic. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to look it up right now on eBay. Yeah. We should probably wrap it up for now. We're, we're oh. in a high, yes. high number here. So. <laughs> anyway, so I, th- I think that's pretty sufficient. But... um. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a lot of new stuff. Last, uh, before we end the show, I'd like to say Quantic Dream, which uh, is famous for doing Heavy Rain. <coughs> and um, uh, they've come out with another tech demo, similar to their previous one, which was called, I think, The Casting or whatever. But this time, it's called Kara, and it's um, about this weird android girl, and it's showing off a lot of emotions in her face, and supposedly is real-time on a PS3, which is pretty damn impressive if if you look at that video. Um, the only thing I don't like about it <laughs> is that the at a certain point when they're asking the, the android girl, like, what are your functions? She's like, oh, because she's a girl. Oh, I can cook and clean and watch the kids, and then I can function. I speak all these languages, and I can function uh, doing any kind of sexual partner thing that you want. You know, like okay. So this is basically every forever alone guy's dream. Just getting this. I thought that was the irony of the story: is that it begins that way, but then as the story continues, like she becomes more and more self-aware. Yeah. And the idea being that, like, she starts as an objectified thing and but then I, as it goes on it's like oh what i still don't like that though because she's basically at the mercy of a guy right well i'm okay let's get some things straight i'm not like a big feminist okay so no one no one start being like oh yeah let, let's never shave our armpits again or whatever feminists do but um <laughs> there goes our one listener <laughs> you know a feminist Gigi. but i'm just saying like it, it, it was really bizarre because you start with this stuff about her basically being like you know robot slave in a way and then almost being totally ripped apart by this guy that doesn't like the fact that she has you know thoughts and feelings of her own so it's really based on the on the whims of the guy that she doesn't get totally dismantled again and i'm like okay so she's obviously traumatized even though she's allowed to stay alive at the end but like what the doesn't doesn't you know i don't come away from it with a good feeling (laughs) i'm like okay you did a good tech demo, technically, but I don't like the the demo contents itself. So nice try, next time. Um, yeah. Good day, sir. Yeah, <laughs> you lose. Good day, sir. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's worth seeing just to see what they're claiming they can achieve on a PS3. Because if that really is real time graphics, I think their next game is going to look pretty damn good. 
even if the that, story is as crazy as Heavy Rains. But uh, like that ten year PlayStation timeline promises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take that to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking and, of next time, maybe next time I'll be talking about the the first game in like 15 years that I've actually played when it's still a new game. Oh yeah. So you actually <laughs> got what a game, new game. What game is that? So what I, I, uh, a friend of mine, uh, from high school who me and him, we used to play fighting games like all the time, um, at his place. He, for, as a belated Christmas gift, he sent me a pre-order copy of street fighter cross Tekken. So, uh, yeah. I've got my hands on that crazy thing have you and seen the, that crazy uh, the intro cinematic yeah i watched it last night <laughs> it's like 10 minutes long <laughs> yeah i was about to start the game and then it like started that thing and i was like oh okay I and then by that's... the time you were done it's like oh i gotta go to bed <laughs> exactly exactly well uh shit what was i gonna say but what do you uh, think of it oh no i mean that's the thing is I, I i need to play more of it to really give a good opinion of it um i mean it, you know looks looks fantastic um it's got that crazy ass like it's it's interesting. Like I, I'm a I'm a pretty huge fan of the entire Street Fighter series, and mm-hmm. so like, and and one of my favorite iterations of the game is when they did um, Capcom versus SNK, and uh, there was that whole th- part of the whole deal of it was the was the art style, which is like, okay, well, you know, here's the characters as as perceived through the Capcom art style. Mm-hmm. Here's the same characters as perceived through the SNK art style. And there's that whole like art book that came out and all that shit. Um, so. They're sort of doing the same sort of thing again this time, except the whole, it's like, and, you know, I, I'm I'm thinking they're doing it this way because Street Fighter is clearly the more popular, or it's been around longer than the Tekken series. So, so the whole series of characters, including all the Street Fighter and Capcom dudes, are as seen through the Tekken style. Oh. So, like, it's like, it, which, in my opinion... <laughs> Like it's a, it's more of a kind of a gross style. Like I don't prefer the Tekken style, but well, it's still cool to see it done that way. Like just for the sake of seeing it. The Street Fighter uh, Four style is kind of gross, just because everybody's like so huge. <laughs> like yeah, oh that's big true. Big hands and all the muscles and, and all that. That's sort of what this style is too, but it's it's like even more extreme, I think. Um, but uh, so yeah, it's cool to see like you know Ken and Ryu and all, you know all those. Was that? Jin Kazama looks like it's pretty badass, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it's, and uh, you know, I, I have the PS3 version, so I got like characters like Pac-Man are in this one, and, and that uh, Mega Man guy, Mega Gross Man, Mega Gross guy, <laughs> Batman, Batman, so, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he looks pretty bad. Yeah, it's it's gonna be hilarious. So. Uh, so we'll have yeah, to we'll hear see. you talk about that next time. Though. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm planning on like I mean I'm gonna be pretty heavily into it because. You know, at work we have the PS3 in the game room, so I'm sure I'll be bringing it into work and we'll be oh. doing some work. Oh. But also, <laughs> this will be the first game that I've ever tried to play over the the PlayStation Network. Cause oh me, God! <laughs> that's the reason that my friend Brian like gave it to me because he's like, "Well, dude, this way we can like fight each other." You know, so he's got the game too. So we're gonna we're gonna try to hook up over the PSN and uh, hopefully you don't get shitty lag because that happened a couple times like I used to play a lot of Marvel vs. Capcom with uh, my brother over PSN and once in a while you get some pretty bad lag uh, <laughs> but maybe maybe they've worked all those kinks out at this point I don't know so, yeah. anyway okay uh, well something uh, to look forward to next week 
It was um, perfect because I just ran out of beer. <laughs> <laughs> no more fuel. Time to sleep. Um, okay. So uh, until then, if you guys have any comments or questions or any maybe topics you'd like us to discuss, we have an email address at uh, nameofgamepodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter in the name of game. Uh, we have a Facebook group that's also in yeah. the name of game. And of course, our wonderful website, which is in the name of game.com. So, so many ways to reach us, so many ways to tell us what you think of our show. And the same um, death threats to me. And the death threats to Colin, of course. Yeah. Bricks through windows are still acceptable forms of communication. Yeah. Bricks, <laughs> bricks through virtual windows. Remember, I live in St. Louis, not LA, like the rest of these fools. You can brick yeah. us and we'll, we'll pass the message on. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll mail the bricks to him. Yeah. So he can make a little house. <laughs> so, anyway, until next time, enjoy your games. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys! Quit Quit getting mad at Bridget Games. Don't get mad at Bridget Games. I'll get mad at Bridget Games. Don't get mad at Bridget Games. I don't know, that sounds about the same to me. Are you saying I'm always drunk? No, you sound drunk all the time. You just, yeah, you just oh, sound you. drunk. <laughs> I don't like you guys anymore. Uh, quit the podcast for the sixth time. Woo-hoo! It, just means, <laughs> it means you're very consistent because even when I read yeah. your Facebook post, I'm like, oh, he must be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a Facebook post earlier today that was like, I'm about to descend into another world of intoxication or something crazy like that. <laughs>